Okay, man, here we are. We're back at it another time, another episode, another day. Hopefully the same time every day, man. Um, you know, it's funny. I was on a, a couple podcast groups and they were talking about how um, do we, should you put background music in your show? And a lot of the podcasters, which was interesting, said, no, that shit's distracting. I disagree. saying man if there's a vibe you're trying to create for the show then you absolutely should have music man half this fucking equipment's built to support music you're in an entertainment medium man podcasting shouldn't be listen clubhouse exists dope podcasting should be i get that you should get some information out of the deal you know it can't all be a fucking party there's a time and place for everything. But for me, I'm experimenting. I'm having fun with it. I'm just taking notes, man. And I like pulling the fader down and talking in between like I'm on fucking NPR. Anyway, <laughs> so I got an email from uh, hiphop.com. It's finally launched. It's amazing. Big old ass email talking about hiphop.com just launched. And, uh, which I mean, okay. And I started digging into it and I'm seeing pictures of Jay-Z from like 15 years, 20 years ago. And then I see pictures of like, uh, LL Cool J from 30 years ago in this email. And I'm thinking like, what, the, what, what is it? It seems so dated. They're talking about selling vinyl and the language they're using, like digging in the crates and all this shit. And it's all really antiquated talk, man. Shit that I was shocked that they were even... Sending out. It looked like something that should have came out in 2001, 1999, something like that. And I start scrolling down and... Oh. Here we go. It's goddamn owned by none other than our friends at the Universal Music Group. So these clowns who own a record label that Eminem is under and every other hip-hop artist is under just released hiphop.com. And it's dated as shit. It looks like a crumb-snatching-ass grab, man. So weird. Like, what team was doing this and who were they consulting? Like, how do they represent artists and they're, like, putting out shit that looks like it was put out 20 years ago? This is what happens. This is why the system needs an upset. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They're still up to no good. But that's the least important thing today. So today, I was talking to my buddy Jamie. And um, I said, hey, man, get on Marco Polo and drop me drop me just a little, a little elevator pitch. And I don't know that I don't know that Jamie was a big fan of, of doing elevator pitch. I don't really have an elevator pitch because um, he don't believe in him. He thinks it's an old thought, which is intriguing. Anything. And I've known him for a couple years, uh, and uh, I figured I figured why not? I've known him for a few years. I started working with him in corporate America a couple years ago, and thought, hey man, this dude has a lot of shit going on. Let's see what. He's up to 
Give me an elevator pitch. And he was like, ah, elevator pitch. What the fuck? And this is where we ended up. Of, of where I came from, um, kind of what I'm doing and where I see things going maybe um, in the future. So I, I grew up um, in a small town. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job. Had second Mom's and we were, it was a very, it was a well-off area, okay? We had, you know, a lot of opportunities to excel as children and, and, and get kind of a leg up on, on the rest of the world. When I went to a high school, we had, you know, uh, classes that had to do with lasers and robotics. And, um, and, and mind you, this was in 1990, right? These are the early, the early days, right? When, when people were still, you know, writing line 10, print right line 20 okay okay uh, uh okay so so what he's talking about there for for all you non-techers um that's basic language that's the old old folks like us that's what we did basic language was a. Uh, it's kind of was the entry point to it entry point to to uh to software into computers uh if you were into it then you learned basic at the at the very early stages and some of us actually learned it in school it was a weird thing but um, Commodore 64 guy here. Hello world, right? Apple IIe type shit. Um, school started getting boring. I, I dropped out of school. I got into trouble and I had to go back to school. I started learning things like, um, how to hack AOL, right? How to write spoof credit card algorithms. Okay. How so you got out of trouble to get in trouble. And for the record, when I was, when I, <laughs> A little bit of throwback, man. When I when I was uh, messing around back in the day, I remember having a friend um, who would uh, keep spreadsheets of AOL logins from people. This is when phishing was still a new thing. He found a way to uh, get people to click a link, put in the password, whatever, whatever. And uh, he would flip spreadsheets. He would get spreadsheets of, of content, of spreadsheets of logins. And then he'd take it and flip it. He'd sell it to people. Um I remember this dude got in big ass. I should have him on the show. He got in big ass trouble. Almost got fired from his job um, because he was doing that shit at work, man. That shit's crazy. But anyway, script kitties, hacking, freaking, all of it. Google it. To be basically a script kitty. Um, and that kind of started it off. I got into video games, got into hacking video games uh, with my younger brother who was kind of in the same sort of boat I was. We were bored at school. We started a land gaming company um, and decided, hey, you know, we're playing these games. Why aren't we making these games? So him and I both went to to college. He went for programming to learn how to program video games. I went to um, computer animation, um, movie special effects, stuff like that. I got out of college, immediately went to work at a video game studio in Orlando and was there for almost 10 years until until it closed down. My wife was seven months pregnant and our insurance was going to lapse, you know, if if we if I didn't find another job within like 30 days. I got a job immediately as the creative director of a studio in back in Detroit, back home. And I did that for two years and then things kind of got a, got a little rocky, you know, startups. Um, and I really put my, my feelers out and got into kind of a big corporation. And this is where I met Jamie. And so 
a little bit of backstory. When 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 I came to the same corporation, which is a massive at the time, a massive corporation. I'd always worked for small startups. Uh, I was a jeans and t-shirt and baseball hat dude, and I was working on the live from the basement podcast. Like I was doing my thing, and then when I got involved with uh, this corporation and got a job there, I had to go buy all brand new shit, man, khakis and 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 polo shirts and all this shit, button ups and all this shit. When I started here. It was a completely different vibe, man. And and I think um I think that I, I once I saw and met Jamie and a couple others, it was like, oh, this dude has tatted sleeves. Like he don't give a shit. He'll wear a t-shirt to work and shit. And it took me to understand a little bit to understand that the culture, he was a seed of change in the culture. But that's what that's why I like this dude, man. He doesn't give a fuck. Doing something I wasn't necessarily used to doing, but um, kind of fit in the same vein. So from, from so from video game graphics, I uh, pivoted and went into user experience and user interface, and I've been there ever since. So I've been in I've been in UX for the last I don't know ten years, ten eleven years, um, and it's been pretty good so far. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm into cannabis UX. I'm into entrepreneurship. I have uh, a side business that you know, generates anywhere from, um, you know, 50,000 to 250,000 a year, um, on a side, you got to keep an open mind. That's why I don't have an elevator pitch, man. That's why I don't have an elevator pitch. I try to keep an open mind about everything. I'm not trying to sell anybody anything, but if I can help you, then that's the elevator pitch. (laughs) And that's my friend, Jamie. Much like, much like uh, most humans, he's multifaceted and he's into all kinds of shit, uh, which you heard. But he's got another piece that's interesting about him that he shared uh, that I've known for a bit. And I, I've interviewed this guy in one way or another just at, over beer or just hanging out because the shit fascinates me. And he dug into that a little bit. I'm a Freemason. I've been a Freemason for 10 years. I've been a Mason 10 years, maybe even longer than that. I was worshipful master of uh, Royal Oak Lodge in 2015. Um, I sat in the East for for an entire year. Um, It was probably one of the coolest moments of my life. And for the record, I want to, I would really love to unpack that. I don't know what that means sitting in the East. I'm sure there's more to that that we can probably Google and figure out. Uh, but now I'm fascinated. Now this never came up in conversation. So now I got questions. Um, I think, I think Freemasonry gets a bad rap. Everybody thinks it's, it's very Illuminati. Um, and I guess it can be in certain times, but mostly it's Freemasonry is a system of morality and character building through symbols and allegory. Now, hang on. Right. Hang on. That almost sounds like, to me, like religion. Now, I got to be transparent with you. My grandfather was a Mason, and uh, 
I asked a lot of the same questions. My first question that came to my grandfather was, is it a cult? And the way my grandfather explained it was, uh, no, dude, it's a, it's a private boys club, man. And he actually painted a pretty interesting picture. He, what he told me was he, uh, him and his wife went on a trip. They were in like, it was somewhere overseas. I, I think it was Europe or something. I don't know where they were. He said they, him and his wife, uh, my, my step grandmother, they just got robbed. And, um, he was able to find somebody who, had, who was wearing a ring. And by knowing that person or by knowing that ring and, you know, they got their secret handshake and that, that everybody knows about at this stage. He's like, I knew I had a place with someone who had my same beliefs, who aligned with me that I could trust. And I was okay staying with them. I wasn't worried about it. And I had a safe place to stay. And he's like, that to me is what Freemasonry is about. And that was, that was his, that was his big thing there. And when I told Jamie that story, he he said the same thing. Like he agreed. And that's that's the thing is I think a lot of this stuff gets mystified and all this shit. Same thing happens religions. Like if you close the doors around Catholicism and you didn't know a whole lot about like Christianity and Catholicism, you'd fucking think that was some crazy ass culty ass shit. So I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, coming from a kid who asked his grandfather a lot of questions and who has a new friend over the past few years that uh, is completely open book about it. And it is not what I thought it was. Uh, for for example, the square and compass that you see, right? Uh, everybody sees it. It's the Masonic, you know, uh, looks like a triangle. It's a, basically a square and a compass, you know, uh, drafting tools, working tools. They call them working tools. The square portion of the square and compass um, is to square your actions, right, by the square of virtue, right? So every time you talk to somebody or, um, you know, work with somebody, make sure that your actions are always, you know, obviously in the best interest, right, and on the level, which is another working tool, the level, right? So we're, that's where that turn comes from. Let me level with you. Um, and the compass is kind of like, you know, the uh, circumscribing, so your world around you. Right. So, I mean, it's stuff like that. Obviously, there's a ton more symbols and a ton more allegory that goes along with that. But everything has, you know, double, triple meaning uh, to it, you know. And it's basically what it means to you um, personally. You take a bond and all of the all of everyone who is a Freemason also took the same obligation as you. So you share a common thread with those people that you've never met, which is why. They're all brothers. <laughs> it wasn't my intention to play that Illuminati ass sound of music, but uh, no, man, that's what I'm talking about, man. And it's funny, man, because there's been a couple of times where I'll be talking to Jamie and we'll, we'll be talking about uh, like, man, this group of people, man, we're fucking getting shit figured out. And like, I'd be like, man, we should just have weekly meetings and we should you know, have like certain criteria around shit. And he's like, man, you know what this shit sounds like, right? <laughs> I'm, we'll, we'll figure it out. I, I mean, we'll get it figured out. Honestly, I mean, it, this is just, I, I find people fascinating. I could listen to stories. I could hear about people's uh, backgrounds and stuff all day. Next time we're going to talk to another buddy of mine. Uh, and then we're going to go from there. Because I think I want to take this to to another level. I think um, another piece to this too on 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 the podcasting front. So thank you, Jamie, 
for taking the time. I would do the clap. I could do the clap sound effect. I hate it so much. Oh, uh, you know, I think, um, thank you very much for taking the time, dude. Uh, this is just me taking notes and getting better practice and, and pulling audio and getting better and, and, uh, getting back into the swing of things with interviewing people and making everybody sound fucking cool. That's what I want to get good at. Um, and I want to get fluid with this. Uh, I'm trying to get better about keeping shit rolling too. Uh, so we're getting there. And and I got to stop doing the ums and ahs. So let's get back on the podcast front real quick. Just real quick and then we can go. Okay, so uh, we're talking about um, the, uh, the the Big Drunk Robot podcast, and we've been coming up with some ideas around it, um, and we've been trying to put together some some ideas around the, the content subject matter, uh, which would be, I think, a little bit into tech, mostly into tech, uh, and we talked about a couple bits, and we have a couple bits that we were talking about, which were, wow, I said we have a couple bits, and then we have a couple bits we're talking about. Um, one of the bits we were talking about, obviously before, which I talked about, why am I repeating myself? Am I having a stroke? Jesus Christ, Mac. Um, <laughs> uh, so one piece that we were talking about with it was, uh, the idea of pulling two ideas, let's say cannabis and Mountain Dew, which he brought up. If we pull cannabis and Mountain Dew and figuring out how to make those two work together. Do we market them? Do we technically combine them? What do we do with that? Um, I see. I already I, right now. I just had an idea. Like you could create a Mountain Dew strain. You could see if you co-brand with Mountain Dew. You could future. Pro- oh, dude, we could have some fun with that shit. Um, and that's the whole idea. Of that big drunk robot podcast is just a free think, man. And I love the way his his idea around it was like big drunk robot. Three words that don't make any sense together. And so. Um, I think that should be the basis for the podcast in itself. We also talked about pulling different questions for every episode. And for the hosts that are on there, we would work at answering that question, create conversation around that question. I can give you one right now, and then I'll leave you with it. Okay. Which three words would you use to describe yourself? That's it, man. I'm Jay Mackey. You can follow me at jmackhh on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and anchor at jmackhh. And uh, I'm just taking notes, man. This is me practicing and learning as I go and just recording shit and having fun and talking to my friends and listening to music. And I hope you come along with me. And if you want to be involved, reach out to me. This is jbtmac at gmail.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.